0: We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ.
1: This is a WATB disclaimer.
2: News today from WATB.tv with your host tonight, Dr. June 9th.
1: bride good evening on this friday evening the last day of the week listen here bride we have so much going on in our world today i tell you uh i want us to um go ahead and get focused on what we're going to talk about tonight because bride i'm noticing the more that i read these uh, documents from the government because tonight is our government news night. Uh, the more that we read these documents and the more bride that I am 100% convinced I mean 100% convinced that we have merged. You will see uh, let me switch screens here. I believe you will see what I'm talking about Brad i tell you what, if we are not...
3: Uh, all right, here we go. All right,
1: let me make sure everybody's got the screen there. Well, tonight we're gonna talk about the White House and we're gonna talk about the Secretary of State, we're gonna talk about the UN, we're gonna talk about Capitol Hill and we're gonna talk about what a few things going on. And listen, Brad, I tell you what, I've been getting the reports back from you about how hard it is to get your family to understand what is going on. See, if they're not paying attention, if they're not listening to someone that is telling you the truth of what's going on in the government, they are going right now there's two different images out there they're going to be led by the false image the image that they're putting out there is a totally different image versus what is actually happening so let's go ahead and get started i worked (laughs) very hard on this today brian and i pray that uh, i can help us to get through all this because it's going to be a little bit Okay, here we go. Now, the first thing I want to start off with is uh, every week, I'm going to feature some mail that I get from my viewers. Okay, because I want you to hear some of the things and I just want to address it as um, a news media here. Okay, this person wrote in and said, Dear Dr. June, please consider that the LGBTQ community, so that I hope that you believe, no, she said, I believe that you have a platform to reach many, that the world needs to have compassion on this community. And instead of being hostile towards them, we need to help them go after the pharmacia and large corporations for all the destruction they are causing families and God's creation. So my answer towards this, which I do want to address this because I've had many people come to me about this. And they're like, why are you so hostile towards the LGBT? Okay, I want to explain to you, Bride, that it is not the person. It is not the person. When I talk about this, it is a spirit. It is an agenda. I told you LGBTQ is an acronym for sexual preference it is not a person this is why i'm telling you when somebody comes to you and says i'm an LGBT," say no you're not that is an acronym why does the world want to know your sexual preference so uh i just want you to know to this person that wrote in i am not angry towards people i am angry towards this spirit because it is an agenda to destroy families and society. I believe that today it is being used to destroy Christianity as a whole. And right now, it is being pushed at an even greater level in the open because we have merged. So I just want you to know that Brock will call you next week and discuss this with you further. So I do want to repent to you, Bride. if I have come across as not compassionate towards people if i have sounded too harsh because i am very bold so please forgive me if i come across too harsh i love you Brad. all right here we go okay the united states welcomes the clearance of four fuel ships to enter Hadaya port The United States welcomes the news that four commercial fuel fuel ships have been cleared to enter Hedayah port. The fuel must go to Yemeni markets without delay to power hospitals, ensure the delivery of food and access to water and generally help alleviate the suffering of the Yemeni people. The movement of these ships is a step in the right direction, but many more ships are needed. Particularly an immediate and to the offensive in Marib and a comprehensive ceasefire. We call on all parties to come to the table to negotiate for the sake of Yemen and its people. This is from the Department of State. Okay, this is a remarks by President Biden at an event to mark Equal Pay Day. He said it has been around for 25 years. It's a day that measures how much longer women typically have to work to match what men make in a single year. We need Congress to pass the Paycheck Fairness Act, the bill to remove loopholes in the law allowing employers to justify gender pay disparities, and by investing our care in our care infrastructure, and then they repeated it. Our care infrastructure. So I thought, what in the world is care infrastructure? This is a new one because, listen, Brad, you have to listen to the law language. So I looked it up and look what I found joebiden.com forward slash caregiving. There is actually an agenda for care infrastructure. So let's check this out. What is care infrastructure? Looky here, BBB. Build back better. Building a robust care infrastructure is good for women and a cornerstone of a resilient and sustainable economy. The Biden-Harris transition team, this was on their website, has proposed $775 billion investment over 10 years to build a caregiving infrastructure by investing in Medicaid and childcare and improving the quality of care jobs. That is what was passed, Brian. The American Rescue Plan 10 year plan. That is another clue that we have merged. Why? Ha- when have we ever passed such a big bill that covered 10 years? 10 years of budget. Okay, and then investing in Medicaid and childcare and improving the quality of care jobs. Here are practical actions you can take to build an anti-racist workforce. Workplace, care for your people, equalize your workplace and demonstrate your leadership. And look, this is their logo. Times Up, this is from their website, Times Up so let me tell you what i believe i'm starting to come to another conclusion about brad i believe that the government is working very very hard to ensure that the women are able to leave their children and go to work if you hear where i'm going with that we know when we read the american rescue plan that they have a plan they want to watch your children And so they're definitely making it better than it's ever been for women. And I know for me, being a strong woman, you know, that if we didn't know what we knowed, if we didn't know already the things that they're doing, the liberality of it, we would love this. Of course, women want to get paid what men want to get paid. But we don't want you to emasculate our men in the process. And this is what I'm saying. They are emasculating our men. Why? because of their gun, anti-gun agenda at the U.N. and all this. So, okay, let's move forward. President Biden on the Georgia vote. See, Georgia had a vote the other day. Okay, someone asked at the press conference, they asked the president, can you comment on the new Georgia election law, Mr. President? He says, say it again, he said the new election law. He said, it's an atrocity. The idea, if you want any indication that it has nothing to do with fairness, nothing to do with decency, they passed a law saying you can't provide water for people standing in line while they're waiting to vote. You don't need anything else to know that this is nothing but punitive design to keep people from voting. You can't provide water for people about to vote. Give me a break. So needless to say, he does not like it. Okay, Secretary of State's upcoming virtual visit to the United Nations and their mission in New York. The United States is re-engaging with the United Nations to address challenges that require cooperation between and among nations. The administration working to reanimate the full range of US engagement with the UN. Tackling the continued global threat posed by systematic racism. Can you believe that again? We talked about this the other day. They're using systematic racism in order to uh, move forward with their agenda towards the persecution of the church. Systematic racism. And racial discrimination. The United States has made combating racism the center of global human rights conversations in a number of ways including recently at the human rights council at the 46th session which concluded earlier this week there we led an effort to produce a joint statement on the long shadow cast by historical racial inequities in edit inequities we succeeded in securing 156 member state signatures on that statement that is massive bride that is massive they they obtained 156 other nations to sign this thing we're talking this is not just the united states bribe of this persecution that's coming towards the church no This is absolutely worldwide, this is worldwide. Let's continue. Okay, so they are working on a John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. All right, so this act would restore the portions of the 1965 Voting Rights Act that were invalidated by the 2013 Shelby County versus Holder Supreme Court decision. So let's watch a little bit of this.
0: You know, for so many years, Congressman Lewis would lead marches across the Edmund Pettus Bridge to commemorate Bloody Sunday. The most recent time, Aisha, was just a couple of months ago. He was there in March for the 55th anniversary. Selma and the bridge are so tied to his legacy. And that's really the reason there's a growing momentum to name the bridge after Lewis. Right now it's named after a former Confederate general and KKK leader. Edmund Pettus. That first march was critical in passing the Voting Rights Act, as you mentioned, in 1965. Now, Democratic senators are hoping to continue his legacy by restoring parts of that legislation, which were taken away in 2013 by a Supreme Court decision. Yesterday, Democrats in the Senate introduced the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. It restores provisions from the Voting Rights Act, including a requirement that states with a history of racial discrimination get approval from the government before they make any changing to the voting process. So this bill is co-sponsored by 47 senators, including one Republican. You can tune into 11 Alive on Sunday for special coverage of tributes to...
1: So we know about that egg now. okay they're also asking for the people act and the john lewis voting rights advancement act to make it easier this is according to the white house to make it easier for all eligible americans to vote to have access to the ballot box and to prevent attacks on the sacred right to vote does that word not bother you brad the sacred act to vote to prevent okay so this is about georgia he's worried about how this initiative how this initiative sets in place allowing states to preventing states i should say to bring water to people standing in line waiting to vote deciding what you're going to end vote deciding to end voting at five o'clock when working people are just getting off work making it more challenging not easier to vote deciding that there will be no absentee ballots under the most rigid circumstances huh. all right look at this one secretary blinken will deliver closing remarks during the global ties u.s national meeting okay this year's national meeting is virtual and brings together one thousand private and public sector leaders who partner with the Department of State to implement international exchange programs in local communities across the country. In 2020, the Global Ties US Network worked with Department of State to organize virtual exchange programs for over 2,300 participants in 185 countries. Secretary Blinken will highlight the importance of maintaining our connections with people from other countries and how citizen diplomacy is fundamental to achieving many of our foreign policy priorities. The Global Ties U.S. National Meeting is the the premier gathering of organizations, U.S. government agencies, advocates and leaders in the international exchange field. And on their website at GlobalTiesUS.org, it says we are the country's largest and oldest citizen diplomacy network. What do you see on here, Brian? The uh, rainbow colors, faces of exchange, citizen diplomacy in progress. Okay this was founded by john f kennedy kennedy and they say collectively we are a network of citizen ambassadors committed to building the social trust that is foundational to peace and prosperity both globally and locally through international exchange diplomacy begins here now i want you to notice this bribe because this was one of the initiatives started How many years ago did John F. Kennedy die? He died many, many years ago and they have been working on uh, global peace. Watch this.
3: Bastards. This was President Kennedy's
4: vision for Global Ties U.S. and it was founded in 1961 and it remains so today. At Global Ties U.S., we believe that international exchanges create trust between leaders in government, business, and civil society, and help advance peace and prosperity. Just like the World Economic Forum. In 1961, we were created to serve the International Visitor Leadership Program and strengthen global alliances to our citizens. We foster connections that break down borders shatter stereotypes and create a more peaceful prosperous world today can you believe of this right 20 organizations representing all 50 u.s states and more than 20 countries we're community organizers and citizen ambassadors we create opportunities for our cities. but diplomacy for our nation we do this by welcoming more than 5,000 exchange participants to the United States each year, reinvesting into the U.S. economy 10 to 1, the amount of federal funding received, engaging more than 34,000 volunteers and 410,000 hours of community service. Through exchanges, we are enhancing our national security, helping U.S. citizens and communities compete. In
1: a- I want you to notice behind the video that the arrows that are... Are y'all noticing behind the video, the arrows back there?
4: Our marketplace connecting us and international counterparts to solve challenges. Our call to service.
1: And do you notice the, uh, floating material, the floating matter? Remember I told you about how to tell these things when you see the floating matter is AI most of the time, it's not that everything's always absolute, but it's just something that you look for right there. But isn't it a shock that a lot, that there so much of what's happening right now has been worked on for years and years and years to be where we're at right now. This is just another example. Decades ago has never been more relevant.
4: We have committed to Modernizing exchange for... Modernizing. ...diversifying our field. Powering individuals, communities, and nations to build trust in international exchange. Diplomacy begins here.
1: See the arrow? All right. The vice president said today again about for the people act vice president as she boarded the air force Two, said I believe very strongly that Congress needs to pass the for the people act and we need to restore the teeth and the strength of the voting rights act and we need to also provide for what is necessarily clearly when we see the kind of abuse practices that we've seen from the Georgia legislature which is to intentionally, I believe, attempt to prevent whole populations of people from exercising their constitutional right to vote in their elections. So that's what we need to do. So that is another incident member I told you, Bribe, when they write these documents, I believe they are preparing them for the case to the UN uh, allegations, you know, against our own government. And this is one of those examples, when they're talking about Georgia and Georgia, how this act is basically working against the country, it's working against the Constitution. And the For the People Act reminds me of me telling you about the we, the people, and how the UN is using that against us, the we, the people, when they you'll see in all the different things that i'll show you tonight the We the people uh is uh the global circular economy that they are working on right now okay so let's look at hr1 right now it says the for the people act okay officially it says that it is a bill in the united states congress to expand voting rights change campaign finance laws to reduce the influence of money in politics, limit partisan gerrymandering, and create new ethics rules for federal office holders. Okay, now they say they, the return to the UN Committee on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination, otherwise known as CERD, C-E-R-D. Our nominee for The Crucial Body is Professor Gay McDougal, who is a lifelong, globally renowned voice on human rights. She's a pretty lady, isn't she? Uh, let's say human rights equity and dignity, who grew up in the Jim Crow South and was active in the civil rights movement here in the United States. And y'all wouldn't believe this, but when you look at her bio, this woman was born in 1947. Look how beautiful she is. She was born in 1947 and was active in the civil rights movement here in the United States and in the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa. She was the first American to ever serve on the CERD. And we're happy to nominate her and to return to this important position to help us in our efforts to combat uh, racism globally and we look forward to having her hopefully rejoin that body. You know what? I just thought 1947. My mom was 1941. Let me look at her name again and make sure I got the right person when I looked before. Okay, it says that she's an American. It is. That's what it says. It says this woman is 73 years old. this can you believe how uh god she's beautiful okay well let's keep going here uh we're happy to nominate her to return to this important position to help us in our efforts to combat racism globally and we look forward to having her hopefully rejoin that body okay now as far as un and burma Uh, she does look young don't she uh let's see un in burma we will continue to have discussions on how we can try and work together as an international community to return to democratically elected government that represents the will of the burmese people the burmese people have been incredibly brave incredibly courageous in their efforts to peacefully return their country in the face of violence from the military to peacefully return their country to a democratic path and we will continue to do everything we can to try and support these efforts in the UN system i'm showing you this bribe because i want to show you every time i show you the department of state news i want you to see how they're running the world And this is a great example because you've got Burma and they're talking about how they're going to work with them and the efforts in the UN system. All right, let's continue. Okay, now we're going to talk about Syria stability of Syria and the greater region. And they say, and we're committed and we remain committed to working with allies partners in the UN to ensure a durable political solution. The extremely dire crisis and humanitarian crisis in Syria is really a direct result of that political impasse and the continued blocking of life-saving assistance by the Assad regime, their systematic corruption, and importantly, their economic mismanagement. And it's imperative for the regime and its supporters to engage seriously in a political dialogue. We believe that the comprehensive resolution under the perimeters that have been set out under UN Security Council resolution 225 is the right way to go. And we'll continue to support that and to continue to press the parties to engage seriously in these discussions. All right, let's continue. Now, provocations from North Korea. We condemn these very robustly. They're destabilizing ballistic missile launches. Did you know that North Korea released some launches? Those launches obviously violate multiple UN Security Council resolutions and threaten the region and the broader international community. And we've been clear about our commitment to defend the Republic of Korea and Japan, and that remains ironclad. North Korea's unlawful nuclear ballistic missile programs are serious threats to international peace and security. They undermine the global non-proliferation regime and will continue to deal with those appropriately within the Security Council context and in discussions with allies and elsewhere. So trouble is brewing overseas, Brad. All right. Now, this is from the People's Republic of China. They are boycotting. Listen to this. The United States condemns the People's Republic of China's state-led social media campaign and corporate and consumer boycott against companies, including American, European, and Japanese businesses, for their decision to avoid inputs using Xinjiang, or whatever you say, cotton, because of forced labor. And we commend and stand with companies that adhere to the U.S. laws and ensure products we are consuming are not made with forced labor. We continue, we support, and encourage businesses to respect human rights in line with the UN guy. Here's another one: UN guiding principles on business and human rights and the OECD guidelines for multinational enterprises. Saying it again that the UN rules. Okay, here we go. Tokyo Olympics is going to happen this year. There was a question in the press conference today And it said, Japan's minister has said he expects to invite President Biden to attend the Tokyo Olympics when he comes to the White House. That would be a big statement about the status of the pandemic worldwide. Does the president plan to attend? So her answer was, he hasn't received it yet. As we've said, we respected the decision to delay the games last year. We understand the careful considerations that the Japanese government and the International Olympic Committee are weighing as they prepare for the Tokyo Olympics this summer. The government of Japan has stressed that public health remains the central priority as they plan to host the games. We, of course, look forward to welcoming the prime minister to Washington soon. So they are going to continue with the Olympics. Now, I want us to watch a little bit of this today. Okay, this is Secretary Blinken's speech on the alliances and partnerships from Brussels, Belgium. Listen here, Brian. You will have to come to the conclusion that we are merged after you listen to this. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, but we're going to listen from about halfway on.
5: That's what democracies do. We deal with challenges out in the open. We also must help those countries move back in the right direction.
1: Okay, pause. I want you to look in the bottom of the poll uh, where he is standing. I want you to see the old Secretary of State seal. I want you to notice, all of you that's been studying with me about logos, I want you to notice the color right here at the top. And then I want you to see their new logo is right here. Look at the difference. This one, this one, this one, (laughs) this one. Notice it. Okay, here we go.
5: By strengthening the guardrails of democracy, like a free and independent press.
1: All right, let me back up a little bit. Hold up. All right, here we go.
5: Article 5 has been invoked, and it was to protect the United States. We will never forget it, and our allies can expect the same from us today. As President Biden said to the Munich Security Conference last month, you have our unshakable vow. America is fully committed to NATO, including Article 5. That's a vow I reaffirmed to our allies at NATO this week. And Secretary of Defense Austin and I expressed that same commitment to our allies in Japan and South Korea where we recently concluded negotiations on burden-sharing agreements that will help maintain peace and prosperity in a free, open Indo-Pacific for years to come. Our alliances were created to defend shared values.
1: All right, here we go. So
5: Renewing our commitment requires reaffirming those values and the foundation of international relations we vowed to protect Uh a free and open rules-based order.
1: Rules-based order. We got our work cut out for us on this front.
5: Virtually every democracy in the world is dealing with challenges right now, including the United States. We're up against deep inequities, systemic racism, political polarization, each of which makes our democracy less resilient. It's on all of us to show what has always been the system's greatest strength – our citizens and the faith we put in them to improve our societies and institutions. The biggest threat to our democracies isn't that they are flawed, they've always been. The greatest threat is that our citizens lose trust in democracy's ability to fix those flaws, to follow through on our founding commitment to form a more perfect union. What separates democracies from autocracies is our ability and willingness to openly confront our own shortcomings, not to pretend they don't exist, to ignore them, to sweep them under the rug. We also have to hold one another to the values at the heart of our alliances to confront a democratic recession around the world. We all must speak up when countries backslide from democracy and human rights. That's what democracies do. We deal with challenges out in the open. We also must help those countries move
1: back in the right direction. Okay, let me pause here. All of you on my Facebook page, Come on over here to YouTube because Facebook has been slamming me lately. They're blocking people from seeing me, shutting my videos down, blocking my videos. So right now they're doing the same thing. So just come on over to YouTube. i put the link in the chat and I'm sorry they're doing that to you, but I hear what you're saying. Um, so come on over to YouTube. We welcome you in. <laughs> okay so yes y'all we need to rewind this a little bit because there are some very serious things that he is saying i know christine is so sad i know i'm tired of them saying democracy too because you know what it means so okay Are you noticing in their language lately, because I know I am, that they are talking a lot about, it's our shared responsibility globally, our collective. We've got to be in unity. We've got to care for one another. Okay. So I want you to hear how he's talking. Listen.
5: To sweep them under the rug. We also have to hold one another. Hold one another. The, the heart of our
1: alliances. Okay, when it says hold one another to the values of our alliances, of the heart of our alliances, this is that transparency that they're talking about in the circular world. The circular world that we're going to, everything is going to be uh transparent. Why? Because it's going to be on AI. You're not going to be able to move without being seen everything will be seen everything will be known and the goal one day is to put everybody live where your life is transparent you're you're a walking internet like we've been exposing about the internet of bodies the internet of dna the internet of things the internet of medical things and tonight we're going to talk about the internet of thoughts again So you just need to understand their language. Listen.
5: To confront the democratic recession around the world, we all must speak up when countries backslide from democracy.
1: When countries backslide from democracy and human rights. Now, I take that two ways, Brad. Number one, I take that as okay they have made this new image this new world a religion you know because uh when you they do talk a lot lately of in religious terms but they're saying when you backslide from the un agreements that's what they're saying
5: human rights that's what democracies do we deal with challenges out in the open We also must help those countries move back in the right direction by strengthening
1: and they say we deal with the challenges out in the open okay public shaming i mean what are you gonna do all right here
5: like a free and
2: independent press
1: that is a farce a free and independent press please I wouldn't be on Facebook right now getting shut down. Let me see if they've shut me down yet. Let me look over here. (laughs) Oh, you can't chat here, Judy, I'm sorry. Uh, Well, I'm still up on Facebook. I'm pretty shocked, but let's continue.
5: Corruption bodies and institutions that protect the rule of law, this too, is what it means to recommit to
1: our alliances okay that is key institutions to protect the rule of law this is what connects you to the alliances i'm wondering if this is where we'll see the noahide laws because if you think about the courts and the justice and all this i mean we'll see
5: second we must modernize our alliances.
1: Modernize.
5: That begins with improving our military capabilities and readiness to ensure that we maintain a strong and credible military deterrent. For example, we must ensure that our strategic nuclear deterrent remains safe, secure, and effective, particularly in light of Russia's modernization. That's critical to keeping our commitments to our allies strong and credible, even as we take steps to reduce further the role of nuclear weapons in our national security. We'll also work with our Indo-Pacific allies to address a wide range of complex security challenges in the region. We've got to broaden our capacity to address threats in the economic, technological, and informational realms. And we can't just play defense. We have to take an affirmative approach. We've seen how Beijing and Moscow are increasingly using access to critical resources, markets, and technologies to pressure our allies and drive wedges between us. Of course, each state's decision is its own, but we must not separate economic coercion.
1: Are you listening, Bride? to how he is talking? This is our Secretary of State talking, and he is in Belgium. He is talking to the international audience here. He is talking to the nations, like he is the UN president. Do you hear what he's saying? This is what I'm trying to tell you.
5: From other forms of pressure. When one of us is coerced, we should respond as allies and work together to reduce our vulnerability by ensuring our economies are more integrated with each other than they are with our principal competitors. That means teaming up to develop cutting edge innovations, ensuring that our sensitive supply chains are resilient, setting the norms and standards that will govern emerging technologies imposing.
1: Pause. Pause. Did you hear that? Let's rewind here just
3: to tell. Setting the
1: norms and standards setting the norms and standards that will govern emerging technologies they're writing a new framework a new game plan
5: standards that will govern emerging technologies imposing costs on those who break the
1: rules say
5: history tells us that when we do more countries will opt for the open and secure spaces that we build together,
1: build together,
5: and we must expand our ability to address transnational threats, especially climate change and pandemics like COVID-19. These challenges are, are so vast, and the measures needed to address them so far reaching, but tackling them must be integrated into virtually everything we do and coordinated across a wide array of partners. Third. We must weave together broader coalitions of allies and partners. Too often, we put our alliances and partnerships into silos. We don't do enough to bring them together. But we should, because the more the countries with complementary strengths and capacities can unite to achieve shared goals, the better. That's the idea behind the group of countries we call the Quad, Australia,
1: the quad. India,
5: Japan, and the United States. The
1: Quad.
5: President Biden recently hosted the Quad's first-ever leader-level summit. We share a vision of a free, open, inclusive, and healthy Indo-Pacific region, unconstrained by coercion and anchored by democratic values. We make a good team, and our cooperation will strengthen parallel efforts to ensure security in the East and South China Seas and to expand safe, affordable, and effective vaccine production and equitable access deepening nato eu cooperation
1: is pause 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 all right i'm gonna switch screens for a minute i just found something okay this is from the white house it's actually on the white house website whitehouse.gov okay this is uh, from their briefing room, Quad Leaders Joint Statement, The Spirit of the Quad, dated March the 12th. Okay, it says, I, Number one, we have convened to reaffirm our commitment to quadrilateral cooperation between Australia, India, Japan, and the United States. We bring diverse perspectives and are united in a shared vision for the free and open Indo-Pacific. We strive for a region that is free, open, inclusive, healthy, anchored by democratic values and unconstrained by coercion. We recall that our joint efforts toward this positive vision arise arose out of an international tragedy, the, the tsunami of 2004. Today, the global devastation wrought by COVID-19, the threat of climate change and the security challenges facing the region summon us with renewed purpose. On this historic occasion of March 12, 2021, the first ever leader level summit of the Quad, we pledge to strengthen our cooperation on the defining challenges of our time. Number two, Together, we commit to promoting a free, open, rules based order, keyword, excuse me, rooted in international law to advance security and prosperity and counter threats to both the Indo Pacific and beyond. We support the rule of law, freedom of navigation and overflight, peaceful resolution of disputes democratic values and territorial integrity we commit to work together and with a range of partners we reaffirm our strong support of ASEAN's unity and centrality as well as ASEAN's outlook on the Indo-Pacific full of potential the Quad looks forward to the future it seeks to uphold peace and prosperity and strengthen democratic resilience based on universal values. UN to the everlasting boom. I'm gonna kind of scan through here because it's a lot. Let's see. Shared challenges, including cyberspace, critical technologies, counterterrorism, quality infrastructure, investment, humanitarian assistance, disaster relief, as well as maritime domains. Uh huh. Vaccine production, equitable access to speed economic recovery and benefit global health. All right. All right. With multilateral organizations, including the World Health Organization and COVAX. So they're basically, you know, putting their 100% behind the UN. We call for transparent and results-oriented reform at the World Health Organization. We are united in recognizing that climate change is a global priority and will work to strengthen the climate actions of all nations, including to keep a Paris-aligned temperature limit within reach. We look forward to a successful COP26 in Glasgow. We will begin cooperation on the critical technologies of the future to ensure that innovation is consistent with a free, open, inclusive and resilient Indo-Pacific. We will continue to prioritize the role of international law in the maritime domain, particularly as reflected in the United Nations Convention of the Law of the Sea and facilitate collaboration including maritime security to meet challenges with the rules-based maritime order in the east and west east and south china seas we uh, reaffirm our commitment to the complete denuclearization of north korea in accordance with the united nations security council resolutions and also confirm the necessity of immediate resolution of the issue of Japanese abductees. As long-standing supporters of Myanmar and its people, we emphasize the urgent need to restore democracy and the priority of strengthening democratic resilience. Oh man, innovative technologies in the future climate working group resilient technology capacity building climate finance this is like the abrahamic accords this is merging on a stick <laughs> all right let's get back to the powerpoint all right well let's finish listening
3: to him
5: greater collaboration on issues like cybersecurity, energy security health security and safeguarding critical infrastructure will help build our resilience and preparedness against present day threats. It also makes us stronger when we stand up for our values. Stand up. Consider the sanctions that the United States just imposed in unity with Canada, the European Union and the United Kingdom on individuals engaged in the atrocities being committed against Uyghurs in Xinjiang. The retaliatory sanctions that China then imposed on members of the European Parliament and the EU's Political and Security Committee, academics, and think tanks make it all the more important that we stand firm and stand together, or else risk sending the message
1: staying
5: Stay works. This includes sticking by our non-NATO partners in Europe, many of whom continue to stand firm with us on the alliance's front lines. And we'll look beyond national governments to the private sector, civil society, philanthropies, cities, and universities. Diverse, broad-based cooperation is essential to protecting the global commons.
1: Global commons.
5: All people have a right to share and benefit from and which are now being encroached upon by our adversaries.
1: Global commons.
5: Where China's technology brings serious surveillance risks. We should bring together tech companies from countries like Sweden, Finland, South Korea, the United States, and use public and private investment to foster a secure and trustworthy alternative.
3: Huh.
5: We have spent decades what developing a relationships with countries that share our values in every part of the globe. This is why we invested so much in these partnerships, so we can come together in innovative ways to solve new challenges like these.
1: Did y'all see his hands? Did anybody else see that or was it just me? Yes, amen, Lori. He reminds me a lot of secretary uh the last one we had i know I know happy I know him well public private that's a world economic forum that's a global uh deal here.
3: To any who doubt what we can achieve
5: when we work together in this way, I point to the unprecedented cooperation by scientists who shared hundreds of viral genome sequences across institutions and borders.
1: Look right there. All the people that shared look right here hundreds of viral genome sequences across institutions and borders what have we learned about genome sequences (laughs) can we say synthetic can we say nanobots all right let's continue research that was indispensable
5: to the discovery of several safe effective covid 19 vaccines in record time the very first of those vaccines to be approved by the world health organization was pioneered by a doctor born in Turkey, who grew up in Germany, and who co-founded a European pharmaceutical company that partnered with an American counterpart to produce the vaccine. Now, America's allies and partners may be listening to my words today and saying, we need to know what we can expect from you. Because, as I said, trust has been shaken to some degree over the past few years. So let me be clear about what the United States can promise to our allies and partners. When our allies uh, shoulder their fair share of the burden, they'll reasonably expect to have a fair say in making decisions. We will honor that. That begins with consulting our friends early and often. This is a key part of the foreign policy in the Biden-Harris administration, and it's a change our allies already see and appreciate. We'll treat the efforts of our allies to develop greater capacity, as an asset, not a threat. Stronger allies make for stronger alliances. And as the U.S. develops our capacities to address the threats I've outlined today, we'll make sure they remain compatible with our alliances and that they contribute to strengthening our allies' security. We'll ask the same of our allies in return. The United States won't force our allies into a us-or-them choice with China. There's no question that Beijing's course of behavior threatens our collective security and prosperity, collective,
1: and collective. Is
5: actively working to undercut the rules of the international system and the values we and our allies share.
1: International system. everybody that sees what I see about the merging, raise your hand. Let me see it. even in the comments after this video is long done raise your hand if you see the merging so I know (laughs) what about Catherine over here on Facebook merging on a stick (laughs) it is this is the international uh system Catherine says it's so hard to listen to these things knowing what's behind it I know it is all this caring about other countries when we know they don't care about anyone (laughs) it's a way to drain money out of our country they care for no one but themselves and use the word racism as a weapon i know catherine you know what's really sad about it is uh knowing how they're throwing our country under the bus way to go judy all right so I know I'm not alone. Lord, look at YouTube. They definitely see the uh that is definitely merged. <laughs> bow Bow, that is so funny. <laughs> bow Bow says she'll see my mouse on the screen and it looks like a bug on the screen. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> uh, that is funny, but y'all can see that they're merging. That's good. I'm glad I'm not merging on an everlasting stick. That's right. You know people are not outraged, outraged, happy because they don't know it's happening. The mainstream media is not telling them this. The mainstream media is not even talking about it. Neither is the church. This is what's so sad now y'all can see why i why me and my ministry is such a castaway in the christian world but i mean the truth is the truth and you just gotta tell it ah okay well let's continue but i wanted you to hear what he said because he is talking to the entire world this is today brad this is today All right, so let's finish.
3: But that doesn't mean that countries can't work with
5: China where possible. For example, on challenges like climate change and health security. We know that our allies have complex relationships with China that won't always align perfectly. But we need to navigate these challenges together. That means working with our allies to close the gaps in areas like technology- Wait, that's it. Beijing is exploiting-
1: That's it. I've had it. I'm done. (laughs) I am done. I know I'm not seeing things. I am rewinding this. I want you to watch his fingers. You've got to see this. Not just the way he's talking where he looks and sounds monotone and he looks like a machine. Hint, hint. Look at how he's doing his hands. Listen here. Watch here. All right, let me rewind it. Okay, see his hands right here. Now watch his hands with the message that he's saying. All right, watch this. Sonny says she likes the bride's island. That is funny. All right, here we go. It's
5: aligned perfectly. But we need to navigate these challenges together.
1: Watch his hands. That he's
5: working with our allies to close the gaps in areas like right technology here. Infrastructure.
1: What is For that?
5: is exploiting uh, to exert coercive pressure
1: he keeps doing so that what is that
5: not ultimatums
1: all right Listen. that's it what is this he's doing something y'all did y'all see it let me rewind it. he's done it two or three times i want you to see right there what can i take a picture of my screen what is that
3: it's some it's got to be a code I don't know how to. Brandon
1: is back. Everybody give Brandon a hug. What is up, Brandon? We have missed you. Listen here. We have been suffering in the world of news without Brandon. (laughs) Something is up with his fingers. Okay, so let's read. Hey, maybe Brandon, since Brandon is freshly back, maybe Brandon can tell us what (laughs) I've given us the finger that is funny, flipping the finger. Sideways, okay. Oh wow, okay, all right. Brandon. What Minnesota? No way all right let's try this again let's rewind and let you see it
5: that means working with our allies to close the gaps in areas like technology, right
1: there see
5: where beijing is exploiting uh, to exert coercive pressure we'll rely on innovation not ultimatums because if we work together to make real our positive vision for the international order if we stand up for the free and open system
1: did you hear that for this international order. Is anybody else out there hearing what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing? He is announcing international order,
3: international system.
1: Let's Google Masonic hand signals. All right, I'm gonna let him speak and I'm speaking I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna rewind it one more time so you can hear him say "international order." All right, listen here.
5: Real, our positive vision for the international order. If we stand up
1: international order
5: that we know provides the best conditions for human ingenuity, dignity, and connection, we're confident we can outcompete China or anyone else on any playing field. We will always pull our weight but we'll also recognize when our allies are pulling theirs. And let me be frank, this has often been a contentious issue, particularly in the transatlantic relationship. We recognize the significant progress many of our NATO allies have made in improving defense investments, including progress toward meeting the Wales commitment of spending 2% of GDP on defense expenditures by 2024. The full implementation of these commitments is crucial. But we also recognize the need to adopt a more holistic view of burden sharing. No single number fully captures a country's contribution to defending our collective security and interests, especially in a world where a growing number of threats cannot be confronted with military force. We must acknowledge that because allies have distinct capabilities and comparative strengths, they will shoulder their share of the burden in different ways. That doesn't mean abandoning the targets we've set for ourselves or doing less. In fact, the common threats we face demand that we do more. We need to be able to have these tough conversations and even to disagree while still treating one another with respect. Too often in recent years, we in the United States seem to have forgotten who our friends are. Ah. Well, That's already changed. The United States will be judicious about our use of power, particularly our military power,
1: judicious judicious do y'all catch on to what this man is saying are you hearing this bride he is letting the world know what we are about to do he is laying down the law bride are you are you listening and listen listen to what he's saying let me rewind this just a tad this is serious stuff that he's saying we in the united states seem to have forgotten who our friends are well that's already changed
5: already changed the united states will be judicious about our use of power will be judicious particularly our military power as a means of addressing conflicts abroad we will avoid imbalances between our principled ambitions and the risks we're willing to take to achieve them in no small part because
1: when right there was in no small part whatever that hand signal is what the world
3: here's something that sort of looks like it Let me show you. Let me switch screens. You see it?
1: This one looks more like it the Shuni Mudra or something, or the Rudra Mudras. <laughs> i don't know Brian. <laughs> it is creepy i don't know what he's doing with them
3: hands
1: i don't know maybe it's not meant for us to know or something that's the famous president trump one right there <laughs> donald trump rally Okay, hand gesture is declared a hate symbol. What? You've got to be kidding. Because President Trump used it all the time, the 666
3: symbol. Well, let's see what this one is. I don't know,
1: bro. Well, let's go back to the uh, deal here. I don't know what it is, but it's something. All right, so let's continue.
5: Extended. We hamper our ability to focus on other challenges that can have the biggest impact on the lives of the American people. Finally, some of our allies are wondering whether our commitment to their security is a lasting one. They hear us say, America is back, and they ask, for how long? It's a fair question, so here's my answer. There's a reason the vast majority of the American people from both political parties support our alliances, even if they're divided along party lines on many other issues. It's the same reason why Republicans and Democrats in Congress have consistently reassured our allies that our commitments are resolute. It's because we see our alliances not as burdens, but as a way to get help from others in shaping a world that reflects our interests and our values. But to keep that support strong, we who have the privilege of representing the United States on the world stage have to make sure that our alliances deliver for the American people. We can't lose sight of this. We must demonstrate not only what our alliances defend against, but also what they stand for, like the right of all people everywhere, to be treated with dignity and have their fundamental freedoms respected. Just because we make our foreign policy to reflect the world as it is, does not mean we have to give up on shaping the world as it might be. A world that's more secure, more peaceful, more just, more equitable. A world with greater health, stronger democracies, and more opportunity for- more all right
1: let me tell you when they say greater health i believe that has to do with this b you know with the technology now that (laughs) sonny said (laughs) him smacking his lips is making her want some popcorn (laughs) that is hilarious that is hilarious sis all right and then happy gilmore says rudra medra is linked to the hindu god shiva oh which is the same as the god that's the god of destruction from cern huh very interesting interesting
5: short, we need to have a positive vision that can bring people together in common cause, common cause, that's something our adversaries can't offer. It's one of our greatest strengths. This is where our interest in being trustworthy allies is bound up in fulfilling the needs of our citizens. We can't build a foreign policy that delivers for the American people. There's
1: that hand again,
5: effective alliances. Oh, and we can't sustain effective alliances without showing how they deliver for the American people. 70 years ago,
1: Uh.
5: a US Army private training at Fort Dix in New Jersey sent a letter to Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was then serving as the very first Supreme Commander of the Allied forces in Europe. In his letter, the private asked Eisenhower whether there was anything more to his service than to, quote, kill or be killed. Eisenhower was a seasoned realist. He'd seen up close the devastation of war. He was clear-eyed about the life and death consequences of putting American lives on the line to defend our allies. Yet he still believed, as he responded in a letter to that soldier, that, to quote, true human objectives comprise something far richer and more constructive than mere survival of the strong. The United States and its allies, he wrote, had to work together to build a system rooted in shared values. And these words were, were not so different from the values that guided our everyday life in the United States. As Eisenhower put it, attempting to solve indecency, in fairness, and in justice, the multitude of problems that constantly present themselves to us. That doesn't mean trying to solve every problem in the world. Rather, it means that when we must address a problem, we do not lose sight of our values which are simultaneously a source of our strength and humility. Eisenhower told the soldier that he hoped his words would provide a small bit of optimism and faith. Now, Eisenhower couldn't have imagined many of the challenges we face today, but he knew that whatever new threats emerged, we would want to face them with partners who shared our values. The last year has been one of the most challenging times in the history of our nations, and still we've not emerged from the crisis, even if we see real reason for hope. But our cooperation with allies and partners provides us with more than a small bit of optimism and faith. It shows us the way forward. Forward. Together. Together. Rooted in our rooted. shared values. And committed <laughs> not only to rebuilding Shared values, but to rebuilding, build back, better. build back better. If we do this, there are no challenges we cannot
3: and will not overcome. Thank
1: you very much. Uh huh. All right, well, there you go. And also look, he was speaking from the headquarters of NATO, and he said that nine in 10 Americans believe that we should continue our alliance with all these. In other words, nine in 10 Americans believe that we should be in the UN Now, do you believe that, Brian? Let me take a poll. (laughs) Let me take a poll out there to all the viewers. Do you think that we should be in the UN? Yes or no? Just say yes or no. Okay, so here we go. Let's go to the next deal. And he also said that the world looks very different now.
3: Oh, we skipped one, hold it, hold it. There we go.
1: Okay. The president is to seek more money. He wants more money, Brad, for infrastructure, again. More infrastructure. There was a question at the press conference that said, the president has said he wants bipartisan support, I think, for an infrastructure package as well. Is that possible when Republicans are pretty adamant they don't want any tax increase? In other words, how can you achieve bipartisan support for infrastructure if Republicans are drawing the line, the hard line on taxes? She replied, Well, first, I would say, Peter, that I don't think most Republicans think that the United States one of the is the wealth one of the wealthiest countries in the world should be the 13th in the world as it relates to infrastructure you know roads that are broken down infrastructure that isn't working a lack of access to broadband that is not a democratic issue and the president is going to continue to make that case so the president is going to ask for more money for infrastructure And what did I tell you a minute ago? One of the parts of that infrastructure is the care infrastructure. The care to take care of your children so you can go to work and do all this other. Okay, let's continue. Now let's talk about the internet of thought, the global super brain scientists propose putting nanobots in our bodies to create a global super brain this is in this website what is it? silicon republic i showed you this before but i want to show it to you again because of the internet of things a team has proposed using nanobots to create the internet of thoughts where instant knowledge can be downloaded just by thinking it an international team oh Another reason I wanted to tell you this is somebody that I interviewed, it was either uh, Dr. Day or, uh, no, it was Celeste. When I interviewed her last year, and we talked about, I asked her the question, everybody wants to know, do all of the leaders across the world have a chip in their head? (laughs) a lot of people want to know that are they all connected i can't remember if she said yes but through one of the interviews they said that all of them are able to talk to each other by just thinking it so this is why they i mean not saying they are but i'm saying if this is legit and the technology is going right now you can imagine how they're able to answer questions so sharply because they it's like the internet's in there as soon as they think it, it pop, the answer pops in right there. Can you imagine having that much power, Brian? An international team of scientists led by members of UC Berkeley and UC U.S. Institute for Molecular Manufacturing predicts that exponential progress in nanotechnology, nanomedicine, artificial intelligence, and computation will lead this century to the development of human brain cloud interface. Now, don't forget that President Trump has it on his logo, the neural interface. Remember, we went through the logo of the that okay let's continue okay now this is remarks by vice president at west haven child development center she says but when i look at them now that she's talking about the children and we all know this this is why we are here together when a child is supported sorry when a child is supported with the infrastructure remember now we know what infrastructure she's talking about the care infrastructure when a child is supported with the infrastructure that lets them know that they are loved that lets them know that they have listen to this bride beautiful brains that need to be fed that lets them know they will be safe and they will be encouraged to be that lets them know that they are respected in the context of themselves and their families. These children can and will be anything they choose. And in that way, our future is bright. So what do you, you can take that so many ways, Bride? When you say brains that must be fed, I don't even want to tell you what I'm thinking about that uh you know having to do with technology uh let's see here the future is bright knowing now what that care infrastructure means is that they're going to make sure that you know the children are able to get this education all right these are remarks by vice president harris continued The opportunity is more people are seeing that yeah, affordable childcare is a big deal. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids kids and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. We started to talk about things like paid sick leave and paid family leave because guess what? We're all in this together. So therein lies the moment of opportunity that we all collectively, I know, are going to take full advantage of in terms of saying, you know what, that there's consensus. We're all in this together. Everyone can see something that maybe only some of us could see before. So let's get to it. Now, I want to remind you, Brian, of what we just heard from the secretary. They are, do you understand the language that they are talking? when they're saying, you know, we're all in, the, we're in this together, this collective, they're wanting everyone to be of the same thought, same mind and one accord. So they're wanting you to change the way you think and saying, you know, we're all in this together. If you're, whatever you're going through, you know, we need to be transparent. And, you know, like I told you about the land, and how, you know, people are coming over to their land saying, you know what, since uh, your cow is pooping and it's smelling over in my yard, that's your, what you have now is mine. So I'm going to have to come over here and help you get rid of that smell. So we're all in this together. So you don't really own this yourself. Remember, we talked about this, right? This is part of that circular economy that's coming. You will own nothing and you will be happy about it. All right. And so let's not be incremental. Let's leapfrog over the problems and get into the next phase of all this. Invest in our child care workers, invest in our child care centers, invest in our children, pull people out of poverty, agree that it's not okay in the United States that children go hungry. Now, see, I just want to say this, Brian. If you can say nanny state, that would be the best word. Okay. Uh, What are they going to have in these buildings? Are they going to have the spray in the uh, ventilation system that's going to release the nanobots? And you think, oh, this woman is just conspiracy theorists. No. I'm telling you legit science that I have covered in the news, they already have it in two states one is Tennessee and I told you about me going to the dentist the other day where they had that in the ventilation system. You walked in and it was like you when you walk in in that type of atmosphere where they say that they're you know that it's a disinfectant to clean up the virus, but what they're doing they're releasing technology these nanobots in the air to go around and fight these uh germs and then who knows what goes in if you know what i'm saying what you're breathing and inhaling in i went in about had a cow i wasn't in there more than two minutes i had to run out of there i told them i refused to be in here because when you walk in there it's like they're standing right in front of you with a, a nasal thing, spraying it up in your nose. It is so thick in the room of a disinfectant smell. It's horrible. Are they going to put this in children's? Okay, here's a few things I can see that's going to happen in schools and in nursing, not nurse, well probably in nursing homes, but in uh, childcare places is that spray which they're going to say is going to be a disinfectant okay uh and then the testing if one person is caught one child that has it everybody's going to be locked down you're going to be required to be tested you're going to be required uh which a lot of places will probably force you to get the vaccine maybe the government won't but the business will uh there's so much so it's like okay now you want to help all these parents now you want to help these parents to be successful now that you can inject this now that you can release this now that you can educate them into your mindset do y'all hear what i'm saying with the we know that the noahide laws are right here Okay, so let's continue, and let's not be incremental. Let's leapfrog over the problems. Oh, I already said that about children going hungry. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, here's the second gentleman, Douglas Mhoff, to visit the Health Center in Maryland. On Tuesday, March 30th, second gentleman Douglas Mhoff, will visit a community health center in Silver Spring, Maryland this visit is part of the help is here tour to amplify the american rescue plan all right so there you go and by the way i don't have it on the slides but i meant to put it on there was the passover deal the other day between him and his wife because he's jewish and they let everybody know it in the passover deal that they're jewish and uh you know so he he is taking a leading role in this country bride every time i do the news i'm when i do it on the government i'm always uh focusing on where he's going and what he's doing because that is what's in there so they're they're pushing him forward even though he's the second him and her okay let's continue okay this is a little commercial for our ministry all right uh we have a receptionist now we introduced her to you all the other day we uh went live and introduced her to you and she told you we're doing a campaign right now and the campaign is uh since we are we're the bride ministries uh she said she's asking for all of you to submit your wedding pictures For us to post in this campaign called Stay Pure, Stay Holy, Stay Natural, Say No to Trump's V campaign picture. And what we're doing is we are posting these all over social media. So this is an example of the one she did with someone that submitted this one. It says, Jesus is our eternal love. And then these are to promote for people to hang in there. Okay. Uh, And this is what this woman, look, look, this is what she wrote when she submitted it. She goes, here is my wedding picture. You are free to use it. My husband died of cancer seven years ago this June. He was a minister of the gospel and loved the Lord. Isn't that beautiful bride? He loved the Lord and now she's allowing this wedding picture to be used uh, to bless the bride. So thank you, Miss Gwendolyn. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so here we go. <laughs> Shrimp said, I'm divorced, so I won't. <laughs> I won't be submitting mine. Hey, how about this? Well, now I was going to say, submit your wedding picture, but cover up his face. <laughs> that is funny. We can't cover up Jesus. All right, here we go. Or you could send it and cover up his face and we can make a meme out of it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. U.S. Border Patrol agents locate downed aircraft and rescue passengers. All right. This was dated today to in New Mexico. U.S. Border Patrol agents assist New Mexico State Police in locating a downed aircraft and rescuing a pilot and one passenger. After an extensive search, Lordsburg agents were able to locate a pilot and a passenger at the coordinates provided. Both subjects were off-duty police officers with the Fallshear Police Department in Fallshear, Texas all right now here was a question to the president when he was in delaware they said you spoke to the british prime minister what was the conversation about so the president replies well we talked a lot about climate change we talked a lot about the need for britain and the united states to stand together and deal with the whole notion of whether or not nato stands together Whether we stand united, y'all hear that word a lot lately, stand, whether we stand united and whether or not I'd be able to come and I hope I can come to the NATO meeting. I think it's in late June. So we talked about scheduling and when I come over and how we would work it out. Okay, so the GOP did a big uh, debacle at the border today and uh, they held a press conference at the border demanding answers for their inhumane conditions uh, with the children at the border so let me just tell you all something how many remembers when president trump was putting up the border wall and how the democrats threw such a fit over his well now they're doing the same thing to him so watch this there they are, all the de- uh, Republicans. There's Cruz. everybody. It's uh, great
6: for Senator Cruz and I back in the great state of Texas, and particularly in the beautiful, vibrant. An exciting uh, Rio Grande Valley. Uh, we, of course, come here often and uh, value the friendships and the work that we get a chance to do together on a bipartisan basis. Of course, what brings us here now is this immediate humanitarian crisis. The Border Patrol and Health and Human Services, all the government officials tell us they are doing the best they can, but they're being overwhelmed by sheer numbers. and uh, smugglers and the cartels are doing this on purpose, because they know uh, getting paid by the head for as many people as they can get into the country, covering border control up with uh, children to take care of, taking them off the front line presents an opportunity for them to smuggle drugs, methamphetamine, heroin, and uh, fentanyl into the United States. So. We thought it was really important to be able to bring our colleagues from the Senate, uh, who are not from border states who don't get to come here as often as Senator Cruz and I do to show them. Uh, this great region and it's been a wonderful, uh, it's been a wonderful day. We got here last night, had a chance to go out on some nighttime operations with the Border Patrol, but uh, it's great to welcome them. But here's the, here's the bottom line, the Border Patrol and Human human Services and the non-governmental organizations that are struggling to deal with this flood of humanity tell us they cannot get ahead of this flood of humanity without policy changes in Washington, D.C. The smugglers, the, the, the drug runners, they understand our laws and they know how to exploit them to their benefit, so.
1: Well, I'm going to tell y'all something. Now here's, see, I think all this is leading up to something, let me tell you why. Because I can tell you as a correspondent that a couple of years ago, when President Trump was building the wall and everything, uh, I received a phone call from a border patrol officer, and he was telling me how hard it was down there because they did not have the uh, regulation and stuff that they need. So even back then, they didn't have what they need. I mean, they said it was a little bit better with Trump, but it still was horrible. And which on Trump's side, he said it was because the Democrats held him back or whatever. So to me, I just think that it's on both sides. Uh, and they're trying to say, look here, we have a problem. But I think it's because of what's coming type of deal. So I'm going to fast forward up here so you can hear Ted Cruz. You got to hear this. After all the debacle he's been through in Texas and the fire because of him going to Mexico and leaving them during the ice storm. All right, there he is. He's the last one to speak.
3: All right, here we go.
1: Oh, there he is. He's in the beginning. He's just answering questions right here. Okay, here we go. Glad
6: they're here. I think you'll hear from them. They had a great uh, educational experience. Let me turn it over to my colleague and friend, Senator Cruz. Thank you, John.
7: It is great to be back in the Rio Grande Valley. It is terrific that John and I were able to bring 18 senators down to Texas, down to the valley to see firsthand the crisis that is unfolding here. All of us today witnessed the Biden cages. What is occurring here on the border is heartbreaking and it is a tragedy. Now, as we stand by the banks of the Rio Grande, we have an army of TV cameras here. It is striking that not a single one of these cameras is allowed in the Donna facility. We requested that media accompany us in the facility. The Biden administration said no. The Trump administration had allowed media inside facilities like that, the Obama administration allowed media inside facilities like that, the George W Bush administration had, the Bill Clinton administration had, but the Biden administration wants to hide what is going on here. Not only that, but a number of us took pictures and took videos because the American people have a right to know what is happening here, and the Biden administration sent down political handlers to try to keep silent, to try to keep the American people not knowing what's going on. The Donna facility is a giant tent city built with a capacity of 250. It has nearly 4,000 people in it. We saw cages <laughs> after cages after cages. Brandon, you're me. boys lying side by
1: side. I know, Tender.
7: Covered with reflected emergency blankets. There was no six foot space. There was no three foot space. There wasn't a three inch space between the children lined up one after the other, after the other.
1: I do have it up as loud as I can turn my fan off. Hold on. Let me turn my fan off. That should make it better.
3: and children as young as, infants loud as I get. with infants and
7: toddlers
1: playing. Y'all cannot hear a thing. <laughs> well, I do have the CC words on. Well, y'all can watch this video later. We'll just keep going. All right, let's move on to the next deal.
7: Everybody.
1: Okay, so here's Ted Cruz's comments at the board. Now, uh, let's see. I want you to see that's one of the pictures that he took there. Look at them kids sleeping,
3: sleeping with a mask on. Do Y'all hear what I'm saying? sleeping with a mask
1: on i know i'm sorry shrimp okay so here was some of ted cruz's comments he said what is occurring here at the border is heartbreaking and tragic we requested the media accompany us in the facility and the Biden administration said no we took pictures and videos to show you what's happening here The Donna facility is a giant tent city, has nearly 4,000 people here, has cages side by side touching each other, not a three inch space in between. Facility says 10% are testing positive for COVID, 10%. A number of us are releasing the pictures and videos to show you the tragedy, so I'm going to show you a few of the videos. This is one of them. Ted Cruz says on Twitter, this is his thing on Twitter. These are the pictures the Biden administration does not want the American people to see. This is why they won't allow the press. This is the CBP facility in Donna, Texas. This is a humanitarian and a public health crisis. And here's the pictures. This is the crisis at the border. So let's just all pray for the children right now. You ready? Here we go. Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody stretch your hands towards these children. We pray, God, that you would comfort these children and that you would be with them, Lord, and that somehow you would reach them, Lord. We pray protection over all of them, Lord, and we pray that they would find you through all of this tragedy, Lord, and all of their parents that they have been separated from, Lord, and we just pray over this whole situation, Lord. We pray for all the workers at the facilities, Lord, that you be with them and lead them and guide them, Lord, and give them love and compassion for the children in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Now, here is the White House answer about the border. The question, so the family units, 87% of them are being taken into the United States to either be resettled or await await their hearings. I'm just curious, 87% in the country of the family units is not a majority being sent back. So she answered and said, a majority of adults, which every adult is not part of a family unit is I'm sure you're fully tracking. And he said, correct. And then she says, and tens of thousands of people are coming to our border. We know this. And so the majority of adults are being turned away. Our policy remains the same. We are implementing, implementing Section Title 42. As the president touched on, and I touched on a little bit earlier this week, we, there are capacity issues in Mexico, which we are in discussions with them about addressing and they are not in a position to accept and take the families that they have in the past. So that's part of the diplomatic discussions that we're having. So she is saying, you know, we're in the process of doing something about it. Now, this is an email I got from President Trump uh, from his Save America campaign. And he says, congratulations to Georgia and the Georgia State Legislature on changing their voter rules and regulations. Now, do y'all hear a little bit of a different tone from him and Biden? President Trump is all happy about it and Biden is sad about it. Biden says they don't want to give them water when they're standing outside waiting, blah, blah, blah. President Trump is excited. So, President says they learned from the travesty of the 2020 presidential election which can never be allowed to happen again too bad these changes could not have been done sooner okay all right so i just wanted you to know there is a little discrepancy there all right now president joseph biden's call with the prime minister boris johnson of the united kingdom President Joe Biden spoke today with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The two leaders underscored their continued commitment to combating COVID-19 and ensuring the global health security. They discussed the importance of developing ambitious climate goals, noting the opportunities provided by the Leaders' Summit on Climate and the UK's G7 presidency. Now, was that shocking or what, Brian? Boris Johnson is the G-7 president this year. They agreed to work closely together on shared foreign policy priorities, including China and Iran. And the leaders also affirmed the importance of preserving political stability in Northern Ireland. Every entry into force of the USA of US UK Civil Air Transport Agreement. Look at this. On March the 25th, the governments of the United States and the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland completed an exchange of diplomatic notes to bring the US UK Air Transport Agreement, the agreement, into force. Both governments have been applying the agreement signed in November 2020. Well, who was that under President Trump on the basis of committee and reciprocity since January 1st of 2021? This agreement also emphasizes the close ties between our two nations. The agreement serves as the basis of the United States United Kingdom air service relations. It includes all the essential elements of open skies, such as unrestricted capacity and frequency, open routes, code sharing opportunities, a liberal charter regime, and market determined pricing. The agreement includes expanded seventh freedom traffic lights, traffic rights for all cargo services. It also includes the UK's overseas territories. And Crown dependencies under the terms of the new agreement and you can find out more about it from the State Department there's the link okay now here's another part about it here's from the office of the spokesperson on March 25th it says same thing okay the agreement serves as the basis of the United States United Kingdom air service relations It includes all the essential elements of open skies, such as unrestricted capacity and frequency, open routes, et cetera, et cetera. So it's the same thing. The American Rescue Plan. Now, the White House says it's the single biggest investment in childcare since World War II. Hopefully going to help bring more women back into the workforce and address what the vice president and the president have both called a crisis. It increases the child tax credit from two to 3000 per child and $3,600 for children under the age of six. It also gives families an additional tax credit to help out childcare costs for children younger than 13. Okay, then they talked about tornadoes in the South. The White House said we are monitoring those closely, the severe weather outbreak that's impacting, of course, the southern part of the United States, southeastern. We extend our deepest condolences to the people in Alabama and Mississippi who lost loved ones as a result of the severe weather outbreak. President Biden questions, if there will even be a Republican party in 2024, are you surprised Brad? (laughs) And uh, here's a question to the president. And to follow up on that, there are some concerns on the right that if you get rid of the filibuster, it effectively means a one party rule. So is that what the president was getting at when asked about 2024 and he said, I have no idea if there will be a Republican Party. I was like, oh, because that's what I've been saying. Okay, here we go. Teachers unions demand teachers be vaccinated before returning to school. Can you believe this one? In many schools across the country. Now, this was at the White House press conference. This is at the White House press conference. In many schools across the country, they are not going back to the classrooms and they aren't imminent. There aren't imminent plans to do so because teachers unions say they want their teachers to be vaccinated first, even though the CDC says it's not required. How are you going to deal with that as the White House? And are there any discussions about the saying to teachers' unions, you have to go back to the classrooms? So she answered, well, first, actually, 76% of the schools are, they do have teaching, do have kids in the classroom for part of the week. And about 46% are back five days a week. So we expect that to continue to increase over time. And she didn't answer the question. But at least the guy got it out there that the teachers unions are putting pressures on the teachers to get the V. Then they asked the White House, why are you delaying nominating for the FDA? So they asked her, I'm wondering, when the president plans to appoint someone to nominate someone for the FDA so she answers and says we've also walked into a white well a presidency where he is dealing with a pandemic that is still killing 1000 people a day 10 million people out of work racial injustice across the country a climate crisis So he's got a few things on his plate, but he is committed to personnel moving things forward and certainly wants to have a full team across all agencies. So she didn't really answer that one either. Okay, look at this, the NFL announced they will not require a V. You heard it here first. The NFL announced they will not require it. Okay, and one more time, the NFL has announced that it will not require players, coaches, staff members to get the COVID vaccine if they want to play, practice, etc. Is that a mistake and should this vaccine be required for athletes? So she answered, well, I would certainly, I don't know that we're making NFL policy from here, but It is certainly recommended by public health officials by officials from our federal government, because it's how we can keep people safe and healthy. Whether it's our family members or our friends or people in the stands who are attending the games so certainly we would advise any entity to follow public health guidelines to recommend that to their players to the members of the NFL follow these public health guidelines whether it's mask wearing, social distancing, washing hands, and certainly getting the V when they have access.
3: So let's continue. Are you
1: shocked about that or what? So President Trump sends out a little email today and he says, where is Durham? is he a living breathing human being will there ever be a durham report i'm like can you believe he sent an email like that he sure did all right let's continue bipartisan senators introduced bill to expand the abraham accords It calls for an assessment on the future staffing and resourcing required for expanding the agreements and potential roadblocks to future agreements. Jerusalem Post article. A group of 18 Senators, nine Republicans and nine Democrats, introduced a new bill on Thursday that aimed to strengthen and expand the Abraham Accords. And here are the Senators. Rob Portman from Ohio, Republican. Cory Booker, Democrat from New Jersey. Todd Young, Republican from Indiana. Ben Cardin, Democrat from Maryland. All members of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee led the Israel Relations Normalization Act of 2021. 14 additional senators joined them. The bill requires the State Department to provide a strategy to strengthen and expand the abrahamic accords and other related normalization agreements with israel so get ready brad okay s 4482 actions taken against normalization with relations to israel led by senator cory booker democrat new jersey it has been the 16th, the 116th Congress, strengthening report of actions taken against the normalization of relations with Israel, Act of 20. Here's the one from 2020. I could not find the one from 2021 yet. This was referred to the Committee on Foreign Relations. Okay, Israel 365 News warning against anti-Semitism through the Biden administration. They are upset. Nancy Pelosi, Susan Rice, and other leading Democrats will attend the event led by Tamika Mallory who has been shunned by other groups for her close ties with Louis Farrakhan. The Republican Jewish Coalition is calling on Vice President Kamala Harris to cancel her speech to the Black Women's Roundtable over the group's ties with Tamika Mallory, who has been accused of anti-Semitism. Okay, let me tell y'all something. One side of me wants to get very, very angry, and the other side of me wants to fall on my face and repent before God and in intercession. Because you've got the Republican Jewish Coalition having a cow over her speaking at some event But we had our evangelicals up there with the president himself and not throwing a fit about him partnering with perversion. Not throwing a fit about him partnering with other religions. Not throwing a fit over nothing. What a disgrace to Christianity. The Republican-Jewish Coalition is calling on the Vice President to take a stand against anti-Semitism. But, you know, in other words, Brad, what I'm trying to tell you is who is standing up for us anymore. It's obviously not Franklin Graham or TDJ's. Who is standing up for the Christians? And it's not, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Jimmy Swaggart's ministry. Who is standing up for the Christians anymore? By canceling her scheduled appearance and calling out the Black Women's Roundtable for its relationship with Tamika Mallory, the group said in a statement, for the the vice president to participate in an event with this group would be seen as an endorsement of the group's openness to anti-Semitic voices. Do you know what I'm saying? Terrible. All right, let's continue. What is the deal with the transportation on the seas? Oh, I see, I misspelled transportation. But what is the deal with it? Because have you noticed all of the missing, I mean, not missing, but all of the crazy things that have been happening with ships on the seas lately? Look at this one. At least 32 people were killed and 66 injured after two trains collided in the Taha Desert of the Upper Egyptian Government of Sahag, officials say. More than 30 killed as two trains collide in Egypt. In Cairo, at least 32 people have been killed after two trains collided. 72 ambulances were sent to the scene, and reinforcement medical teams were sent to the incident in the Taha district of the Upper Egypt Government of Sohag from the capital Cairo, the health ministry said. They said in a news conference that two planes were dispatched from Cairo with 52 medical teams from various specialties on board to treat the injured. The reason I said that about uh transportation of the seas is because of all things happening on the seas plus this it's you know it's transportation this trains now look here is a wedding picture that was submitted to us isn't this beautiful i just because we're finished with our news broadcast i just wanted to thank you miss d for submitting this beautiful beautiful picture of you and your husband so bride, we are asking you to submit your wedding picture send it to info at watb.tv. author and white house
2: correspondent dr June knight has published 10 books as she traveled the country in obedience to god serving ministries her books are about the bride of christ preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast's system released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment and technology tribulation days and more these four books released in april of 2020 after she left the white house and exposes what she knows about president trump and the anti Christ agenda these books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and for the harvest dr june reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception explains what is the ecumenical movement new apostolic reformation and false religions exposes the one world religion agenda Dr. Hugh exposes the new world order and satanic agenda this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here how do we prepare what do we look for what about technology the human implantation chip etc so purchase the american box books today before they shut them down be alert be informed be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all ten of Dr. jews books today on sale. If
3: you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.